Hello and welcome to the Evolving with Jessica podcast. My name is Jessica. I am an integrative nutrition health coach, a holistic skin healing guide, and certified life coach. In this podcast, we cover topics such as holistic health and wellness, nutrition, and spirituality. If you enjoy or gain any insight, please leave a review. This makes the show more searchable, which helps others find the information too. In this week's episode, I am joined by my friend Paige Sharon. Paige is a holistic health coach, herbalist, and owner of Sovereign Healing Company. Her mission is to create a bridge between all medicines, providing virtual sessions to care for and to educate clients on the use and the implementation of various healing modalities. And you will find a full list of those healing modalities that she uses in her practice in the description, as well as links to contact her and find out more about her practice. And then some of the topics that we discuss include the preservation of food, what's actually done to the food, green greenwashing, what that is and what it means, Ayurvedic practices, why it's best to buy local and organic, oils that we should be avoiding in restaurants, recommended supplement brands, the potential dangers of drinking tea from tea bags, what the best herbs for skin issues are, holistic health as a journey, not a destination, how to begin with emotional healing, grace and gratitude as a practice, And we talk about ear seeds, which is a Chinese medicine practice, as well as some other really great topics for a full list. Those are also in the description, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today is a very special episode for me because I am joined by my friend Paige Sharon, who I've known for, I think almost two decades. Maybe it's more like 15 years, but I'm very excited to have this conversation with her. So Paige, could you please share who you are, what you do, and who do you help? Hi, yes, this is so exciting. So yeah, I'm Paige Sharon. Um, I am entrepreneur, herbalist, friend, um, Sovereign Healing Company is sort of where I operate. (laughs) Um, And I help anybody, you know, that um, is really looking for resources. Um, My mission is to create a bridge between all medicines. And so I am really um, an advocate for informed consent and understanding the vast options we have for healing ourselves, uh, you know, through holistic lifestyle or holistic healing, different therapies. Um, But I'm technically a clinical Western herbalist, but I also use a lot of Chinese and Ayurvedic perspective and understanding the body, sort of interpreting the language of the body. 
And so I really do pull in a lot of perspectives and um, how I analyze and, um, you know, um, interpret the body, but then also educate and how, how I lead my clients to helping them develop body wisdom. I want to hear more about the Ayurvedic medicine. I learned about the diet portion of it, um, but yeah, I would love to know how that is incorporated into what you do. Like, do you follow the Ayurvedic diet as well? I really believe in not only um, understanding what we need, but also developing a lifestyle that we really enjoy. And um, part of that too, also, you know, is understanding that we're, we're not in India and we don't have that culture that really supports that sort of Ayurvedic rhythm. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, knowing that where we are now in America in 2023, you know, what does that look like? You know, how can, how can we set this up to be very uh, rhythmic and sort of this very natural process? Um, so really, I'm an advocate for um, understanding specifically what your body needs and then how can we can achieve that in a really convenient and enjoyable way. So in some ways, yes, um, I do recommend some Ayurvedic um, dieting, uh, but there's a time and a place for everything. And, and I'm not necessarily an advocate for, um, you know, short-term things. Um, I really, my goal is to help you develop a long-term sustainable healing lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to know supplements, some of them are cleaner than others. Like some of them, you find certain ingredients or they might have, they might be sprayed with things in the process or they might have particles of plastic. How do you know which ones are good and which ones are not? And can you tell when you're looking for them? I don't know if this is a question even for you, but I figured you're the best person to ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with, with food, it's a whole, it's a whole arena of, of battles <laughs> because ultimately the grocery store has become this big mega industry and, you know, agriculture is associated. And so the, their goal is to, you know, make the food last for as long as possible, increase that shelf life, um, you know, preserve things in ways and, and make everything beautiful, right? Um, and so that goes with not only the packaging of foods and greenwashing is very real, um, if you're, if you're not familiar with greenwashing, uh, it is essentially marketing. It's a marketing tactic to make a product or a food look healthier than it is. Um, and so 
with that, <laughs> you know, really turning the label or turning that product around and reading the ingredient list. And I really, uh, you know, share with everybody that's willing to listen that we should not have to be a scientist to read what's in our food. And so if you feel like it's over your head, it's time to put it back on the shelf and find a cleaner option. Mm -hmm. uh, and same goes, you know, with, with produce, you know, it, it, it's a business. Um, and so the longer that apple can stay pretty on the shelf in the store, um, you know, they'll be able to sell it. But, you know, going back to even, you know, the philosophy with dieting is we've gotten so far away from the primal perspective of how we eat. And ultimately, what we should be eating, especially in terms of produce or anything at all, um, ideally it's seasonal and it's grown close enough to where we can either walk or drive our car to. Mm. Um, because in that way, the produce hasn't had to travel to us. It hasn't needed to be preserved to, to reach the shelf. Um, and it being seasonally um, grown, the nutrients in that food is also higher. Um, and, and so there's a lot to be said about eating local, um, local and organic for sure. Um, and so farmers markets are always the way to go. Yeah. I want to go back to the greenwashing for a second with the marketing. Just, I love that you explained that. Cause I was going to ask what that term actually means, but, um, terms like fresh, healthy, I'm trying to think of some others. I mean, all natural, all natural, um, organic, <laughs> fat-free. Yeah, um, these, these terms don't mean anything. Um, I mean, to get the label that says organic, um, the USDA organic, yes. But a lot of times they can say organic and not be organic. You have to know to also look at the barcode and it has to start with a nine. Um, if it starts with a three or a four, you know that that was sprayed and has all kinds of herbicides, pesticides. So you want to avoid that. If you need to buy that and can't get organic, then you want to wash it thoroughly with some baking soda, vinegar. Um, but yeah, the, the greenwashing, the marketing of that, like such a good point because a lot of people, even with like healthy, you know, restaurants, like plant-based restaurants or things like that, it's very pricey to have a restaurant like that. So if you go to one of those and you see all these like the, these words on the windows that like say basically that are trying to get across the point that they're healthy, like those words don't mean anything. They're umbrella terms that they don't have to like go by any rules in order to put that to represent them. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the labeling, uh, it's virtually unregulated, you know, um, those icons that are specifically like non-GMO or uh, USD organic, those are uh, like certified and they are regulated, but 
you know, the, the label terms on a package is virtually unregulated. People can say they have the healthiest chicken or the cleanest cracker, you know, um, but until you flip it over and read that ingredient list and, and, and know exactly what they have formulated this, this thing with, or what they've done to it to make it what it is, um, the, the front of the package means nothing really. And then, I mean, in terms of restaurants, that's a, a whole nother level, you know, to it because yeah, they, they could totally be, um, a really great cafe that has clean options and ideally organic, but every restaurant and it's, if you have one that you really love, especially in Sarasota, like please share it. But because all, every restaurant uses soybean oil mm-hmm. and, and those oils are the Achilles heel, you know, to any sort of health condition period. Yes. Yeah. Canola oil, any type of seed oil, flour is- oil, um, vegetable oil, soybean oil. Yeah. It, it goes on. Yeah. And you said the word clean, clean is another term that's thrown out there a lot. That means absolutely nothing. This also applies to topical things. So you'll see a lot of packaging and marketing for like topical products for like skin and stuff that says clean and it means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Washing. Yeah. yeah. And just like, you know, if you're going to be uh, militant about what you're putting in your body, I mean, don't put chemicals on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, everything absorbs. There was something, I don't know if it was a study or something I listened to recently, um, but they found trace amounts of, it was like from a sunscreen that they used and then they tested the urine and there were like ingredients from that sunscreen in the urine, you know, obviously like to, but like a lot of people, it's not obvious, but yeah, you do not want, like it's getting soaked into you. If it's in your urine, it's in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. And a a great documentary on this specifically is called toxic beauty. Hmm. Um, Okay. So going back to like the supplements, those then are the same because the best company I've found for supplements is Vimergy. Um, I would love to have like other options out there to recommend and suggest, but how do you know, like, is that the same as food? I'm not as familiar, like with the food stuff. Yes. But when it comes to supplements, how do you know which ones are like the better quality? So it is a lot of, especially if the supplement is like whole, whole food based. I mean, it's the same regulations on the labeling. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to brands, I do have the cornerstone ones that I, that I recommend. Um, But a lot of the ones that I do like they don't make everything, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, you know, like I love Terry naturally and I love, um, 
like vital flora and I love innate response. Um, uh, and, but they all kind of do their own things. Like they have their specialties, right? Okay. I'm writing those down. Um, okay. I do. I have another question that I've been wondering, is it true that you shouldn't drink tea from tea bags because they bleach them? And so then you're essentially ingesting trace amounts of bleach. Yeah. Tea bags are not ideal. Um, many of them are not clean. And so yes, the, the tea bag it, cloths itself are, uh, either bleached or have like microplastics, uh, and then they're sealed, right? So they're either sealed with a glue or a staple. And so that's all being infused into your tea. Oh, wow. Okay. Makes sense. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And loose leaf tea is always the way to go. Ultimately also, because many times in the tea bags, the, the company is just like, basically making the tea into like this dust um and you're not really getting like whole parts and like quality herbal content um and so with loose leaf tea you're putting like whole plant parts in there and letting it steep and you're just getting a more therapeutic cup of tea automatically wow okay i for those listening, I do already order my tea from Paige. She does custom blends. Um, but yeah, just in those short couple of sentences, completely unlocked a different part of my brain about it. Like, I don't think I'll ever drink from tea bags again. Um, I wanted to find out too, is what would be the best herbs and tinctures for someone with acne or any type of skin issue? So... Herbs specifically, you know, I, with acne, I really think of this. So as I really think of this as a multi-layer sort of way that our body communicates with, uh, with us. And so in some ways, we obviously can think of our skin as our largest organ but it's also a sensory organ. It's very much connected to our nervous system. And so uh, our nervous system is in constant communication, not only uh, with what's going on in the outside world, but what's going on inside of us. And so our body is trying to communicate with us what's going on like mentally and emotionally with how we're dealing with our external world, right? Mm. And so with that, you know, um, we can even see examples and how like when we get really excited, we get flush or, or when we get embarrassed, we turn red, you know, um, or even when somebody is like really confident, you know, we say that they're, they're comfortable in their skin. Um, and so a big part of this can go into like emotional healing work um, or supporting the nervous system to adapt and become more resilient to our environment. Um, but another big part of it too is that connection um, to our gut. 
Um, and so healing that dysbiosis, that imbalance of, um, of the gut, um, or even looking at um, foods that we might be allergic to, or not only maybe have an allergy, but even an intolerance. And there is a difference, you know? Um, and if not any of those things, <laughs> you know, even just understanding um, the stages of digestion and maybe leaky gut is part of the problem. So it's also with looking at skin um, and the symptoms that we're having, you know, it's really important to think deeper than the skin and understand, you know, what is the best place to start because especially with uh, holistic healing is you know, we might have one goal in mind, but we're actually going to start way over here and watch this sort of domino effect happen for accomplishing what our goals are. Yes. I love that. Um, yeah. So in terms of, to answer your question, <laughs> uh, for herbs, I mean, with acne, I really do automatically go to purifying the blood. So blood purifiers, which are herbs such as um, burdock, dandelion root, red clover, um, garlic, and agraphis is one of my favorites. Um, or, I mean, and that's even just thinking internally, you know, if you're really looking to, uh, to do things topically to relieve symptoms if they've gotten to that point. Um, there's, there's a whole nother conversation even um, for topical options. So what I'm hearing is before you even look at the herbs and tinctures for acne or skin conditions, look at what's going on in your life. Like look at your emotions, look at any deeper healing that may need to be addressed and look at your diet and your lifestyle and then possibly bring in the herbs and then possibly bring in something topical. Yeah. Yeah. So a holistic approach and start from like the inner deepest part and then kind of work your way out. Yeah, healing happens from the inside out, from top to bottom. Yeah. How would somebody go about with, how would they start with the inner healing? I think, honestly, part of that is um, getting honest. You know, um, really, really getting honest with uh, things that, are hard <laughs> and allowing yourself um, to get vulnerable with somebody that you trust. Um, and that's why, you know, with my client work, the, right off the bat, you know, my goal is to clearly express that, you know, it's a safe space and that everything is completely confidential and that there is no such thing as TMI. Um, and 
what might be TMI to you is actually very normal, something that you experience regularly. And it, and what has happened is we've placed this in, in somewhere in our mind that it's, it's too much for somebody to hear. Mm. And that stops us from letting it out. Mm. And I, I like to even allow like a, an analogy of, of seeing our body um, full of bubbles. Um, and these bubbles are things in our life, right? Um, good and bad. But when we uh, inhibit sharing or um, suppress things, the bubble will get bigger. Mm. and then the distractions come and we forget and then it comes up again and we suppress it and the bubble gets bigger Mm. and then eventually that bubble is so big that it has nowhere to go but like it's oozing out of our body (laughs) you know and um or we have some big breakdown and we can't not address the bubble yeah um and so with that you know, allowing that safe space for those or on a regular basis for those bubbles to be addressed uh, before they pop. Yes. Okay. So I like your rule of there being no TMI because I feel like that's where the issue starts is people get embarrassed and they don't want to share like you're saying, and then they feel shame and they feel guilt around it. And then it just, yeah, like you're saying, it piles on and it makes it worse. Yeah, that is really where that deeper healing really comes because it's like, who told you that? Who made you feel like that was TMI? Yeah. And that's where it's even just breaking that normal or, or what you perceive to be normal because normal is just something that we're used to. Um, and it doesn't matter what it is or what context or anything, you know, normal is just something that we're conditioned to see or feel or do. And, um, many things that we perceive as normal in our world are, are not, mm-hmm. um, and being authentic and being honest and being vulnerable are things that um, we have made not normal Mm -hmm. and we're then we're called names or shamed or told that we don't have time for this you know and and that again is not um, cohesive to to healing and so I think the first step honestly is finding somebody that you trust to be vulnerable with and have these TMI conversations. Um, And so that's even where, sure, we can throw herbs at you all day. And the herbs, you might help for a little bit, um, but for full potential of health, you know, um, looking at it holistically and having these types of conversations, you know, in in the consultations or um, with somebody that, can help or at least hear you and make you feel seen 
um, or even help you find resources can go a really, really long way. Mm -hmm. And that one thing or whatever it is that you're afraid to share, you don't want to share with your coach or your consultant or your mentor, whoever it is that's trying to help you, if that person doesn't share that, then you might never heal because that could be the one thing that you really need to know in order to help the person. And that could be like, yeah, like you could have all your ducks in a row, but it's like, oh, wait, like that happened to you or you're dealing with that issue and you didn't tell me this, like that changes everything and you can fix it. And yeah, it's a relief for everybody. And normal is not common. I just needed to say that common and normal are starting to become like, they're the same and they're not. So I just like to like point out to people just because it's common doesn't mean that it's normal. And that doesn't mean that it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So how fast can someone expect to see benefits from using herbal medicine? And I suspect that this might also loop back around to it depends on everything else yeah I mean our our healing cannot be placed in a box Mm -hmm. um ultimately we are all unique beings and our lives are very multi-dimensional and dynamic and constantly flowing and changing and so to answer your question, there's no telling. <laughs> I mean, if we can hit the nail on the head right away, get, make serious, you know, lifestyle changes um, and, you know, make breakthroughs right away in ideal scenario, you know, I would say in 30 days, awesome you know, we, we can make significant changes. Um, but I also like to really point out that again, we're really striving for a sustainable lifestyle, a a, a way of living that is more, or a way of healing, so to speak, that is more of a journey um, there is really no final destination in, in our world. There, there is no finish line to healing. And so adopting that perspective and knowing that we're never really done yeah. is, is really relieving. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not chasing a deadline or chasing this, um, final happily ever after yeah so um so really knowing that the destination is right now we're here and what we do next is also part of that Mm -hmm. I was just I wasn't even thinking of a question because I was just so enwrapped with everything you were saying um (laughs) just give me a moment (laughs) yeah and I do feel like when we take that pressure off of our healing um 
our nervous system responds, right? So we were talking a little while ago about our nervous system and that direct connection to our skin and so on. And when we take that pressure off of ourselves and knowing that like this is a journey and it's forever and I need to find some way to sustainably enjoy the way that I live and the way that I take care of myself, Mm -hmm. the whole system just exhales. Mm -hmm. like it's just very like relieving and so even when you think of like that emotional release and the way that our hormones respond to that in terms of you know um like adrenal fatigue Mm -hmm. um or the microorganisms in our in our digestive system that respond to that exhale you know um and if you understand the nervous system and how it functions and looking at the two different uh, functions of the nervous system, that sympathetic fight or flight and the parasympathetic rest and digest. And once you know that you can only be in one of those sectors at a time, that there's no like dual function there. Um, Once you understand that they are separated, there's a big difference in how we function when we're in fight or flight and how our body functions when we're in rest and digest. So the more you can uh, consciously allow yourself into that parasympathetic rest and digest, the more the healing is going to happen because that's the only place that healing can occur. This is something that I've touched on some too with my um, community. And because I went through this with my skin, I had healed it, but then I started getting skin issues again. And it came down to my nervous system because gosh, was I not eating clean? Was I not doing everything I knew like all the supplements, everything. Um, And it was like, I knew it too, but it's like, I didn't know what to do about it because it was my environment. And I was always in that fight or flight. Like I knew it was my nervous system and I tried to regulate it. But the, the issue was for me is I couldn't remove myself from my situation. So I had to kind of learn to try to regulate it as much as possible while I was still in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard part is that with our healing, we can't necessarily have expectations to completely evolve our life and quit our job and change our or move or, you know, change our relationships or, you know, eject ourselves out of our life, you know, or start from ground zero. And that's where that, um, emotional healing really in that, um, automatic thought process and the subconsciousness really plays a huge role because, um, you know, I really believe that nothing is for no reason and there is no such thing as coincidence. And so there is a reason that we have the life that we have. It's just a matter of 
ultimately hijacking our thoughts and um, allowing our nervous system to feel safe right where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if we can't, you know, just in a day, like change our job, change our relationship, change where we live, change our financial situation, whatever it is, if we can just take one step within one area, just one step at a time and just focus on one area of our life, like you were talking about earlier, it's that domino effect. And like with your health, if you start addressing one thing about your health, then it literally starts helping. Like if you have digestion or if you have skin issues, if you start to fix one, you're going to fix the other. Yeah. And even going back to that, um, you know, idea of like being unhappy in your environment or with your lifestyle or your people or your job or your financial situation, you know, a lot of that is also about perspective. Mm -hmm. It's the way that we think about those things. And so even just gaining perspective and thinking about them in in term in different ways um can go a long way about the way that we manage them mm-hmm. yes perspective is everything um it always when I think about perspective I think about this time I was I don't know if it was like during the whole lockdown era and it was just a very peaceful time to me because of the world being kind of shut down so I was just very out of my body a little bit some of the time. And I remember just sitting there at a table outside of, I think it was a Starbucks and watching somebody back up and hit my car because there's nothing I could do. I wasn't in the car. I was just sitting there and, you know, at this table, I just watched it happen. I didn't feel an ounce of anger. I didn't feel anything. I just observed it. And like in hindsight, I'm just like, wow, like I'm kind of surprised that I didn't, but it's because like it was my perspective at the time um, and what ended up happening, it was, it was happening for me. That's my point is everything is always happening for you, right? I just didn't know why it was happening for me at the time. And flash forward, the dent that was left from that accident, obviously I was not to blame. So it was fixed. But it, at the same time, it fixed a previous dent that was already in my car. So I like I had like this whole new like bumper and this whole new exterior to my car that was fixed that I, you know, had been sitting there for a while and not fixed. And yeah, it's perspective. Like I could have normally someone would probably get angry. Um, so it's just training your mind to look at things differently and know that it's happening for you, like getting fired from a job. Normally, from the outside, you would think that's a bad thing, but maybe it leads you to a better job, or maybe it leads you somewhere else where you meet your soulmate, or, you know, better pay, or something that's more fulfilling, like whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Something that I like to, like, bring light to in terms of that, like, mindset is our two words grace and gratitude. And so all the time I'm like on repeat grace and gratitude. So those two words kind of help me to check in with myself. 
And when I say grace, I mean, what can I let go of? Mm. Like, what can I bring more softness to? Like, what can I loosen my grip on? Right. Mm. So with grace, I, I really feel like if I can, um, let go of control of something and just kind of love it and accept it and, or just leave it, like leave, stay over there in that moment. Right. Um, and for gratitude, you know, if we can find gratitude in, in every situation, then we will be happier. Just period. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people think of gratitude as this like, um, like final destination sort of thing. Like it's something that I do that I think about when I wake up in the morning. It's something I think about before I go to bed, you know, all the things I'm grateful for. But I feel like gratitude should be this practice that is just uh, woven into our day. Mm-hmm. And so all the time, you know, I'm, I'm thinking grace and gratitude and, um, and grabbing on to as much good as I can throughout the day. Right. Um, cause if I can let go of things that I cannot control, but grab on to things that are hap- that, that are good, happening good in that moment, or, um, like little things or big things, right. Mm -hmm. Then automatically my mindset has shifted into this softer, more calm centered, grounded space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also I like to think about it this way, because the more grateful that we are for something, the more good things that come to us, like the universe wants to show us more of that. If we, if we appreciate it, It's just like if you have a friend or a partner that you do something for, let's say a partner, and you do something nice for them. Um, If they appreciate it, it makes you want to do more nice things. If they're like, you know, wow, you're amazing. I'm so grateful. Like, I'm so lucky to have you, whatever. It makes you want to do more. But if they just kind of like take it and they look at it in a negative light or like, oh, like now you want to give me this or, you know, whatever it is, it's not going to make you want to give them anything else or do anything else for them. The universe is the exact same way. So like showing the gratitude in everything, everything that we're given. Weaving it, weaving it a hundred times a day into your life for sure. Yeah. What's the purpose of life? I think it is that gratitude and loving others. I really feel like we're hardwired to be in connection and be seen and loved and um, really like even, you know, allowing higher power to move through us and live it, live out our purpose. Mm. This has been really great. I want to know what are you up to this weekend? (laughs) I'm interested in coming to find out more about those gold ear things that I saw you post about super cool looking if anybody listening is in this in the Sarasota area you can see what I'm talking about but are those actual piercings so 
their ear seeds. Like I was saying before, I use a lot of Chinese medicine uh, perspective. And so um, not only do I look at the tongue and analyze the tongue, um, very similar to like an acupuncturist would when you go in for treatment. Um, I also place ear seeds. So it is auricular therapy. It is acupressure, similarly to how the foot is a map of the whole body. Mm. So is our ear. And so ear seeds are placed in specific areas of the ear, depending on what our goals are. Um, and so what you saw in that picture are basically they're 14 karat little beads on a sticker. And that bead is what applies the pressure to the ear. Okay, cool. So it doesn't actually pierce the skin. It's not piercing the skin. No, it's just applying pressure. How long does it stay on there? Um, I recommend to leave it on until it falls off, but anything more than a week, I recommend removing it and placing fresh ones because our ears get germy and, and dirty. And um, if it's been on there for anything longer than a week, then that, that skin also, you know, it can break um, and, or cause soreness and we don't want germs to get in there. Yes. Cool. Maybe I'll come check that out. Yeah. So I'm at Venice Farmers Markets um, on Saturdays from eight to 12 during the summer and then eight to one during fall and spring seasons. And then on Sundays out at Lakewood Ranch Waterside and that's from 10 to two. And I place those ear seeds at the market um, along with looking at the tongue and I have a whole collection of products that are organic, hand-blended, small batch, herbal medicine remedies, basically. Mm. What, okay, I have one more question. What is your number one health tip, whether it's mindset, nutrition, diet, physical, emotional, just the one piece of advice that you would like everyone to know? I think honestly, going very much back to basics, is hydration drinking clean mineral rich water um is really where i think um is one of the main pillars for um being well what would be in your opinion the best water um so I personally drink a Berkey water and I, I have the, the filters for, um, fluoride. And so I, I drink out of the Berkey and then I add minerals to that. So whether I have like Celtic sea salt next to my Berkey or, um, like trace mineral drops, I'll add that. And not for nothing, really, again, um, adopting a water bottle baby. So having a water bottle that you drink out of every day, using the same water bottle 
and you never go anywhere without your baby. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. It's like a subconscious training, really. You know, um, you always know that you have it. You're more likely to drink more of it. Um, it's always the same so you can track it and know how much you've drank that day. Um, as simple and fundamental as it is, um, hydration is huge. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for coming on Paige and I love catching up with you and maybe we can actually do something together soon. Yes. Thanks for having me. This was such a great thing and I'm so honored to be invited. Thank you for listening everyone. And to hear more from Paige, check out the description. I will have her links there. Have a beautiful day. That concludes this episode. If this resonated with you, please give it a rating and review. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Links are in the show notes. I sincerely thank you for your time and your presence.